Chapter 6 of The Silver Bear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Robert Doolan. The Silver Bear by Edna Adelaide Brown. What Lucy Found. The day after the picnic was Saturday. Dora and Lucy wished it was Sunday for then it would seem like another holiday right after a specially nice time. Saturday was always a busy day for Mrs. Merrill, and she expected the little girls to help her. Perhaps one reason why Lucy and Dora loved the brown cottage as much as they did was because they had a share in making it a home, just as they liked the garden because they planted the seeds and helped the flowers grow. When Uncle Dan went downstairs in the morning, Lucy and Dora usually got up, but on the day after the picnic, Mrs. Merrill told her brother not to wake them. When Dora finally opened her eyes, it was much later than usual. Lucy was still asleep, so Dora yawned, turned over, and settled down for another nap. But just then came a terrific noise somewhere in the house. It was not an ordinary sort of noise at all, but a crash followed by a series of hard thumps, which ended in a splintery, splitting noise. Lucy woke, which was not surprising, and she and Dora both jumped out of bed. They had never heard anything like this before, and it was not a sound they cared to hear again. "'What is it?' asked Dora. Lucy was hardly awake, but Dora's voice sounded frightened, so she pretended to be very brave. She opened the door at the head of the stairs." Everything was very quiet, but something must have caused that terrible crash. The two little girls went straight down to the kitchen. There, the tea kettle was singing, and the breakfast table showed that Uncle Dan and Father had eaten and gone. In the pantry was a bowl of cake batter, and an egg beater lay beside a dish of half-beaten eggs. But where was Mother? Dora's lip began to tremble. The usually cheery kitchen seemed strange and lonesome. "'Lucy, what made that noise?' she asked. "'Where's Mother?' "'Perhaps she's gone to the market,' said Lucy, "'though she felt sure Mrs. Merrill would not leave a half-finished cake.' "'Just then came another sound, this time from the cellar. "'Its door was open from the little entry where the refrigerator stood, "'and the children peeped fearfully down the steep, dark stairs. "'There in the gloom something was moving. "'Mother!' cried Lucy. "'Oh, Mother, did you fall down the stairs?' "'No, I didn't,' came Mrs. Merrill's voice, and the next second she stood looking up at the two little nightgown figures, hand in hand at the top of the stairs. Tears shone in Dora's eyes. "'Child alive!' said Mother. "'Did you think I made all that racket? "'No wonder you were scared. "'I was myself.' "'What was it?' Lucy asked again. "'Just the ice.' The man didn't latch the refrigerator door, and a fifty-pound cake jumped out and bumped the whole length of the cellar stairs. I thought the house was coming down. So did we, said Dora. Lucy, hand me the dishpan to put the pieces in, went on her mother, and then both of you get dressed. I thought I'd let you sleep as late as you like this morning, but it's Saturday and there's work to do. Lucy and Dora were busy all the morning. After their breakfast... They washed and wiped the dishes, and there really were a good many, because Mother made bread and pies as well as cake. 
Mrs. Merrill swept the parlour rugs, and then they mopped the floor and dusted everything carefully. Next, they made the beds, which had clean sheets, as is the custom with self-respecting beds on a Saturday morning. It is some work to make beds with clean sheets, and no wonder that Dora was dismayed to discover, just as they finished Uncle Dan's, that they had put on no upper sheet at all. There it lay on a chair, a reproachful white drapery. Oh dear, sighed Dora, I suppose we'll have to break this bed open again. Of course Uncle Dan would not like a bed with only one sheet, but Lucy thought Dora should have remembered it. It was on her side of the bed. Dora thought Lucy forgot it just as much as she did, and said so. When they went down to make the bed in their mother's room, both felt rather cross and were critical of wrinkles and corners. Not their own, but each other's. Because of this, Mrs. Merrill's bed, when it was finished, looked smoother and trimmer than either of the others. Lucy hung up her mother's kimono in the closet. Just as she was closing the door, she saw something shiny on the floor. Picking it up, she turned to Dora in astonishment for it was the most wonderful and interesting thing she had ever seen. Both forgot they had been feeling cross. What Lucy found was a tiny silver ring like a very small key ring. Attached to it were six little silver charms. Lucy laid the ring on the bed while she and Dora looked at the little figures. None of them was over an inch long. Some were smaller. The first was an oddly shaped silver shoe, which Lucy and Dora knew at once for a sabot, such as the Dutch children wear. They had read about sabots in the Dutch twins. Next came a pretty spotted fish, enameled in colours, salmon pink, with little shining dots and white underneath. Its fins and tail were flecked with gold. The third charm was a tiny soldier in a bright scarlet uniform. At his side he carried a sword which would move back and forth. Next to the soldier was a charm Lucy thought prettiest of all, a plump little pink coral heart about as big as the rubber on the end of a pencil. Next to this was a slender little figure which appeared to be a baby only its arms were free and it was rolled round and round in a curious sort of wrapping. The last charm pleased Dora best. A wee silver bear about three quarters of an inch long with a shaggy coat and green eyes. Even the toes on its feet were indicated. Where did they come from? said Lucy. Why hasn't mother shown them to us? Let's ask her, said Dora and both ran into the kitchen. Mrs. Merrill had just put the pantry in order and was starting dinner. She stopped short when the children ran in. Lucy, where did you get that? she demanded. On your closet floor, just inside the door, said Lucy. Mother's voice sounded as though she was not pleased. I must have dropped them, said Mrs. Merrill after a pause. I can't tell you about them now, children. Not this morning, anyway. Oh, tell us where they came from begged Dora. The little silver shoe must have come from where the Dutch children live. Probably they all came from across the ocean. Lucy, you put them in my top bureau drawer. Neither you nor Dora must touch them again. I'll think the matter over 
and perhaps some day I will tell you all I know about them. The children took a last look at the charms. How I do love the little heart, sighed Lucy. The bear is the dearest, said Dora. How pretty it would be on my silver chain Uncle Dan gave me. I lost the ivory elephant that came with it. Perhaps if we are very, very good, Mother will let me wear the bear and you the heart. In the kitchen, Mrs. Merrill heard them talking. I wonder if I might, she thought to herself. But when the girls came back, she only told them to set the table for dinner. That afternoon, Lucy and Dora went to the public library, as they did every Saturday, and often on other days as well. They had each to choose a book for themselves, and to bring two for father and mother to read on Sunday. Uncle Dan liked to choose his own books. The public library had a corner just for the children, with nice low shelves, which they could easily reach, all filled with delightful and interesting books. Lucy went at once to the place where the fairy tales were kept, but Dora looked until she found the book that told about the stars. When she opened it, it seemed rather hard reading, but she decided to take it because she felt sure Uncle Dan would help her with the long words. And anyway, it was most important that they should find the name of that special bright star she saw every fair night. It was not probable that Uncle Dan would remember to ask the policeman. While the children were in the library, Alice Harper came to return her book. When she saw Lucy and Dora, she came to speak to them softly. Almost always they remembered to talk only in whispers in the library. If they forgot, Miss Perkins, the librarian, would smile at them and then glance at the people who were reading and wanted to be quiet. They talked about the picnic and what a nice time they had and about the Sunday school lesson for the next day. It was to be the last meeting for the summer and Miss Page had asked them all to be sure to come. Lucy and Dora were sorry when the Sunday school closed because they loved Miss Page and missed seeing her. But Miss Page always went away during the summer, and so did Alice and Grace. Alice was going next week to the seashore, and she was feeling quite excited about it. Alice wore a white dress, and about her neck was a slender silver chain with a tiny medallion hanging from it. Dora saw it at once. She did so long to have the silver bear to put on her chain. Uncle Jack brought it to me, said Alice seeing that Dora noticed it. It came from France. That is a picture of Joan of Arc. Lucy and Dora thought it was beautiful. They had their books charged and took those the librarian had chosen for Mr. and Mrs. Merrill, and as they went home, they talked about Alice's picture medal and the wonderful things they had found in the morning in their mother's room. I wish, said Lucy, that mother would think it over very quickly and decide to lend us one of those charms. Oh, so do I, said Dora, only she never does do the things as soon as we want. End of chapter 6 Recording by Robert Doolan Board Game Basics Podcast